this. Hello, so hello you're, you're like, to all of our friends everywhere in the world, wherever you're listening to us. I'm live with the one and only Dan Walshman, who actually wants to show us something this special is a nice word. around his house. But Dan, if you're moving away too far from your home and you are on Wi-Fi, we might be losing you. So that's not going to be as good. <sighs> yeah. yeah. All right. stay, near, stay near the Wi-Fi. Stay with us. So I'm really excited. I'm having someone who I've uh, seen as a friend, a mentor, uh, a genius in the world of consulting. And I've had the absolute pleasure to meet this beautiful man in Moscow uh, a few years back. We came in to, you know, awe one of the biggest banks in Russia. Dan Walshman has had a lot of success in his life, not only in the consulting industry, not only as from what I believe, the 10th person on the planet to run up Mount Everest. He's also gone through a lot in his life where from what I've understood, Dan, you have to correct me if we're wrong, but you started your first business at the age of 12 mowing lawns, uh, which yeah. is a really cool fact my team shared with me. And today, not only are you running a successful consulting company, but you also have a really, really cool fashion and uh, well, sports brand, Edgy. And I know that you're doing so much incredible things for the world. And every single time I've spoken to you, I've always had the inspiration. You've always found a way to give me the sort of insights and the sort of, you know, golden nuggets that usually would take years to learn or would take countless amount of books to get that from. But you would just throw it into our lives. So first of all, I love having you in my life. And I so much appreciate having you with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Dan Walshman in the house with us. Ooh, yay. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm, we got a lot of nice balloons. on. I uh, see the balloons go up. The balloon, balloons. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, we don't have those sort of special effects. I know that some people these days can have those special effects using uh, Zoom. I got flowers on this side and I got flowers on those side. That is the like setup. It you my friend you know and, and like your water's getting low and the one on your right or you need to add more water or something you see? no the other one your other right you see no, that's my left no yeah. they're they're good the water is good okay. in both of them don't good good, yeah, good. No, I, got, I like it i got my water on this side i got my water on uh, this side i love it everybody's got water everyone's happy everybody is good so dan first of all you know i wanted to just you know I show you that I really appreciate and respect that you're allocating time. I know how busy uh, you are. So I want to just jump right in because we have a lot of people that have sent in dozens and dozens of questions. My team have put together some awesome things. And I got my own few questions that, you know, I've asked you in the past, but I want to go deeper into. But I really want to just, you know, get things started. But maybe you could just give everybody a little bit of a heads up. And what are you up to these days in life? Yeah, so I'm Emin. Uh, so, so, man, it's just, <laughs> what am I up to? Uh, I'm up to all kinds of good uh, chicanery. So we, you know, Edgy as a company has been expanding. Um, and um, I, last year we, we made some, some pretty big changes and actually merged to, to uh, my, my best friend's um, uh, company and mine. We merged together. She had a sports marketing brand. And so, you know, Edgy, Edgy Inc., uh, Walter Partners became Edgy Inc., and we began to began to help companies. And then right in the middle of COVID, we decided to, to, to be a part of, of, of buying one of our portfolio companies that we were helping. 
And, um, and of course it like, it's crazy all around us. There's opportunities. I mean, it, it's horrific on one hand, but if you've been preparing for this moment, there's opportunities. I mean, Brooks brothers is filing for bankruptcy and, and like, you know, Pepsi Cola. And I don't know. I don't, there's company after company after company are now put are now struggling. And, 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 you know, there's opportunities to jump in if you're, if you're, if you, if you have uh, resources. So, um, I'm spending a bunch of time trying to make sure that uh, that culturally, culturally, this new company that we're we're deep in with, uh, it's called Panzera, uh, making sure that culturally we have the right team members. I've I've learned that uh, almost anything is possible when you bring the right people together. Hence, what it's why you and I are friends, right? Because this is what you're all about. Is what I respect about. I still tell people, and maybe we'll talk about it later. And sitting in Russia, you gave me the best question. I've ever used for networking because I was telling you how I'm introverted uh, and I, the best question you've ever given me to connect with people, I still use it to this day. Uh, do you remember, by the way, what that question was? When I, what, you, what you told me? I to hear it, by the way. I give people a lot of advice. I sometimes yeah. don't know how useful it really is. Yeah. So you asked, you said to, I said, I said to you, I was introverted and I said, I, I don't, I'm not really a guy who goes up. You're, you're talking to everybody. We're in this club or someplace and you're talking to everybody and their brother. And I'm like just sitting by myself, you know, uh, and, and you said, one of the questions you like to ask people is where have you seen things go wrong? Hmm. And that opens up a bit of intimacy where people then can share, not from their war stories of success, but from their stories of like, hey, here's where things went off the rails. And you said, hey, I like to hear that because then I use that as a warning sign, warning lights for me and my enterprises too. So anyways, a little off topic, but uh, learning and growing, um, you know, my, my big goals this year were to run uh, 2,340 miles. I'm about 250 miles ahead of schedule, which is cool. Uh, another one of my goals, uh, was to, um, uh, well, I've got a bunch of goals, but you know, was to read a book a week and I'm, I'm ahead of that too. I'm so excited. Um, and so anyways, I, you know, I'm learning and growing and as long as that's happening, uh, then I'm right on target. So I love that, man. Well, it, it's very, very clear to everyone who's listening, both on zoom and everyone on, on Facebook, everyone's going to be listening to this after in our community that you're uh, you're not just you motivating people in the world but you you've learned how to motivate yourself and your life and you know right now it's very very clear the world is going through a really challenging time you know some people call it pandemic a crisis whatever they call it you know it's just a challenging time that's basically massive changes and i know for a fact that in the past you've had some difficult times in your life and can you maybe share with us, you know, how, how have you gone through difficult times in the past in your life? Maybe you weren't, you didn't have as much resources, as many good friends. Maybe you didn't have the money that you needed to, to step out of challenging times. What did you do back in the days when, you know, the shit hit the fan and you really had to, you know, keep your head above water? Yeah. So let me also, can I challenge your, can I challenge your statement that it's a, you know, you're saying it's a challenging time right now. Um, I don't know that that's the trait. I don't know that that's the truth. Um, I think it's an opportunity right now. I think it's an opportunity. I think our best moments come when we are pushed into situations that are deliberately uncomfortable. Mm. By the way, this is why I love running so much. Um, you know, I was 
yeah, I'm, you know, yeah, that's why I love running so much because it on, on the daily forces me to be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, mm. It's also pleasurable because I get to read and listen while I'm running, which is awesome. I enjoy that experience and I get to kind of clear my head. But um, right now we're being pushed into uncomfortable spots where all around us, you know, her, heroes, her, heroic opportunities are merging emerging. It, it is fantastic what is happening all over the world right now where individual contributors are you know, c- collaborating with other team members and, and doing things that ordinarily they would have never even been pushed to do, right? And so now, uh, make no mistake, the world has changed dramatically and very quickly. <laughs> and so if you're playing by the old rules of business, if you're playing by, uh, you know, by I'm just going to be comfortable and sit back and wait for things to happen, then uh, of course um, your 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 world is it, it has gotten rocked. Make no mistake, right? I, I don't want to seem cold and callous to this, but um, a couple rules I've learned when I've been in tough times, and I was telling this to someone the other day. Try not to make any decisions when you're. Uh, try not to make any tough decisions, life-changing decisions, when you're feeling uh, super stressed out. What I mean by that is there's almost any decision that can wait 24 hours, almost any decision, whether it's surgery for you know, a life-threatening disease, whether it's a financial situation where it feels like you're on the, on the, on, on the brink of bankruptcy or collapse, there's, there's not many things that need to be done right now. And, and what's interesting is when you're in a stressed frame of mind, it's easy to confuse um, your bad options as the only options. And what's interesting is when you, when you pull back and give yourself space to, to think, you, you see the opportunities that are there. And so I would say give yourself time deliberately pause and say, I'm just not going to decide that today. I'll decide that. I'll decide that in 24 hours, right? Pull back and give yourself space to think. Um, the other thing I think is, is, you know, in, in, and I'll speak from American perspective, <clears throat> but I think this has now become a, a, a global way. We consider ourselves smart because we're busy. We consider ourselves productive because our days are full of meetings. If you look back to the days of Einstein, if you look back to the days of, of, uh, of Darwin, these are guys who, you know, they had a breakfast and they, they read books and they, they debated and they went for long walks and they smoked a pipe and they retired early. And in those moments where they had, they gave themselves space to think that's where they came up with breakthrough and innovation. And in this time where there's challenging situations, not only do you need to take difficult decisions and, and give yourself 24 hours or so to think about it, but you need to carve off space for you to think. This might be a meditation in the morning. This might be you know, some bit of a yoga or exercise where you can you know, challenge yourself physically. But I think it's really important that instead of just cramming more and 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 more into your day, hoping that that something works, giving yourself space to let it work, let ideas rise to the top. I I I think is 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 really really helpful, right? 
<clears throat> let me let me let me throw another idea at you. The third idea, and then then I'll then I'll then I'll love <clears throat> throw this back to you. This is this is the raw one. So if you're listening, <laughs> put your if you're driving, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> may 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 pull to the side of the road. <clears throat> I have found in challenging times that there is almost universally. I, let me let me take take a step back. I have not found in a challenging situation that I was in a bad position for any other reason than something that was my own fault. Hmm. So let's talk to this for a second. It's good news and it's bad news. Bad news is it sucks to be wrong. It sucks to find out you have a character flaw. It sucks to figure out that you weren't as far-sighted as you wanted to be. The, the wonderful, wonderful, inspiring news is you screwed it up now go fix it right so so that, that that that's the awesome part of it but when i the third thing i do is i get really raw and real with myself what did you do to cause this what did you do now you may say well i didn't i wasn't in china in a wet market and cause a pandemic i didn't do that of course not you know i i wasn't in you know the united states and cause a housing crisis in 2008 or you know i didn't you know you know you you, you know gil we have all these um <clears throat> Uh, race uh, riots happening in the United States. It's a real issue, a real, real, real issue. Uh, mm. You might say, I'm not racist. I, I didn't cause any of this. But I think if we all pause for a moment and think about our own activities, our preparation, our lack of preparation, the, the things we could have done, things we should have done, I think that, and I'll just speak for myself and let whoever's listening draw application if they feel like there's application. When I have those heart-to-hearts, sometimes it's just journaling. 100% of the time I have found that I'm in this situation or I'm feeling this way. I'm, I'm having this panic and stress. I'm having this moment because of something I, I did or did not do. I did. And so then it's like, whew, okay, what do I need to do now to get out of this? And so I think that's, for me, that's empowering and you may be listening and going, well, you know, I had a parent or a family member who, you know, always told me, you know, and you know, pushed on me in some way. But I think this is, you, yeah. So uh, when I think you're in this situation, it, it enables you and empowers you <clears throat> to not just take responsibility, but put a plan in place to get to that next level. Hmm. That's very, very powerful. I, um, I could definitely relate that uh, since the beginning of COVID. Uh, and I remember speaking to you actually around the, the first week of COVID. And um, I already saw it as at least a gift for me. Uh, I saw it as a gift for our company. And sometimes I was holding back and not saying it to everyone because some people were really, you know, they saw it as, as the worst thing ever in the world. Uh, but I really saw it as a gift for us because we were able to transform our company to something that we believe is a much better company into the future for us and for our community. Uh, it allowed us to now live in Bali instead of being back in our old home yeah. in Singapore. It allowed Suffering. me to travel a lot less and you know, be with my kids a lot more and still be able to serve the world from a laptop and a phone instead of flying around the world. So I definitely see it as a gift and I, and I love what it is that you, you, you shared, uh, what helped you, what empowered you to, to go through challenging times 
And that kind of, you know, takes me to the question about some people who are today, they, um, they see, you know, they might have seen six months ago, they might have seen success ahead of them. And today it's like they see blackness ahead of them. A lot of people don't understand what success would mean today. Um, what do you think, you know, in this new era that we're in right now, this post, well, we're not yet post COVID, but during this, you know, changing times, during these times of great opportunities in the world, what do you think entrepreneurs out there need? What are those skills they must develop or they must, you know, learn right now in order to step into that successful mindset? Well, you know, you know what came to my head? This is going to sound lame. All of them. All of them. So, you know, I, I find that, um, you know, one, it's hustle. You've got to be, you've got to hustle, right? I mean, so if you're not hustling, I'm sorry, but, you know, get your ass out there and hustle. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just hustle. That's number one. Number two, I think, look, people pay money when you solve big pain points for them. What are the pain points around? I'm looking around. So I live in South Carolina. I'm in California right now, Silicon Valley. But I'm in, I live in South Carolina. South Carolina, we don't have delivery services because it's South Carolina. We're like in, you know, Timbuktu, you know, uh, we've got guns and Bibles and, but no delivery service, right? You know, you go to London, they'll deliver your cocktails and food and burgers. You know, you go to Silicon Valley, they've got, you know, everything from Uber to, you know, whatever. And you, you, you know, you, in South, but what's happened is COVID happened, right? Within two weeks, DoorDash, uh, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Seamless, all of these guys are now delivering restaurants, restaurants, hustle, hustle, and then use the opportunity to, 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 to expand. I think look for pain points that, that you can help with. And then, and then, uh, you know, from that perspective, um, you know, from that perspective, keep pushing forward, right? So, um, um, you know, I think you start with um, <clears throat> the the idea of I'm going to work hard enough. That's the hustle part to figure it out. Then, two, you look at what are the things you need to do to to pull that off, right? And then again, you may need resources. You probably need to network with some people to help if you don't know things. And, and, then, and then I think what you do is you're bold enough to just, you know, if I could solve this pain for you, would you be willing to pay me this amount of money? And it's, it's kind of as simple as that, right? What, 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 what COVID has challenged us to do is to really rethink the value we bring to the world. The, remember, people pay the most money for the pain points you solve. If you're not solving pain, you really can't charge a lot. And you can't charge consistently. I appreciate that very, very, very much. I love that. There, there's a word that I know you use a lot. And uh, you, you've had events around it. And you know, you've written about it. And, but you're not using it now. The word is awesome. I know you believe in awesome people, awesome yeah, sure. Uh, awesome, yeah, Palooza, awesome Palooza was yeah. a movement that you started at one point in the U.S. I yeah. was excited for that to come to Europe, but I, I, I missed that opportunity. I think it's going to come back potentially, 2021 sort of thing. Tell, tell us about what awesome means to you and why does 
a human being needs to be awesome, especially entrepreneur these days? Oh, it's the measuring stick, right? It's the measuring stick. So money comes and goes, talent comes and goes, metrics come and go, you know, um, but awesome, you know, you look at, look at, look at YouTube. There are compilation videos that are literally memorializing something awesome someone's done. Like it's the standard by which we all measure. It's the standard by which we share. It's, it, it's what determines if a TV show stays or goes. It determines whether, you know, you get promoted or not. It can, it, you know, it's, it, it's the measuring stick. Um, we often confuse other metrics with, you know, um, you know being the, me- you know, the standard, but the real standard here is, is it awesome? Are you awesome? Are you being awesome? <clears throat> and I think that's once you embrace that, your goal is not to make money. Your goal is not to be the best. Your goal is not to be, you know, the number one. Your goal is to just be awesome. What happens is you do make the money. You do become number one. You are, you know, growing and flexing and expanding. That stuff happens, but not because you had a goal to do that. Because you had a goal to be awesome. Hmm. So, so I think that's the, ta- I mean, and by the way, it's solved so many challenges. You're in a boardroom meeting and someone's like, well, ah, it's good enough. Good enough. That's not our measuring stick. It's never been our measuring stick. Is it awesome? Now, <clears throat> what's interesting is you don't have to fix everything that's not awesome today. People assume that when you admit something's not awesome, that means they have to fix it, have to fix it. But burying your head in the sand and pretending like it's awesome when it's not, just makes everything confusing. <clears throat> So, so if we go a little bit deeper into that, because you know, you, in my eyes, you're clearly someone who is awesome. You, you, you break records. You, you do things that for most people is impossible. Uh, you sold millions of books. You, you help so many people around the world. You, you continuously raise the standards of your own life, you know? So, it's clearly that you awesome is, is, is really a standard that you're continuously stepping above. Um, what is that, you know, that routine, that, those habits that you have in your life? And what is that balance between work and family maybe that some people could be listening? I'd love to learn how I could improve my life by learning from an awesome person like yourself. So I'll correct you. I don't think I'm an awesome person. I think I do some things. Sometimes that appear to be awesome. Uh, I think that's what's, uh, I think people find curious or interesting about me is that um, I, I don't pretend to have made it uh, at all, uh, but, 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 but I, I aspire to be, right? Um, but, but so I, I think holding myself accountable, uh, you know, you and I have talked privately, um, you know, holding myself to getting tasks done on a daily basis. I use, you know, some apps and some technology to make sure I'm accountable uh, to myself, uh, you know, everything. There's a bunch out there from, you know, the task app on your phone. I have little reminders that tell me to do things throughout the day, things like that. And I build a schedule around, you know, get doing the things I value from meditation to exercise uh, to the end of the day, making sure I've done the tasks I need to do. And it's, it's long days. It's, it's most days are 15, 16, 17 hours worth of this grind. I love it. I mean, most of it. I mean, I'm tired, but I love most of that. And then, um, and then the things I'm working on are like how to be a better husband, how to be a better dad, uh, 
you know, um, these are areas I just need, I need, I'm definitely not awesome in. I need to fix, I need to improve and, and I'm, I'm working on it, you know, uh, you know, so I, I think, I think growth is important for all of us. <clears throat> Opportunities like this make it clear that we need to grow. And so that's, what's cool about it is it, it, is it forces us to be able to grow, you know, makes us know, value that. Is this something that, um, you do as a um as a ritual that helps you to grow it puts you in that position of growth something that you think people could model yeah yeah um so um <laughs> there's a bunch of them so it's not one thing it's a bunch of them one is is this meditation finding time for quiet space two i think reading lots of books um you know look I don't read business books. I don't read self-help books. I read a lot of biographies, a lot of most everything I've read is biographies. I just finished reading a book a week ago. It took me two weeks to read. It was 1,344 pages. It's the life of, of Robert Moses who built most of New York City. Just reading about the, the life and the times and the tribulations and the success and, and just the humanness uh, that all of us are afflicted with. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think that's, that that the reading, uh, running, exercise, uh, quiet time, and and then holding myself accountable would be like number four. Those are those are some rituals I think I do on a on a daily basis, that ensure that where I was yesterday is not where I am today. I'm always taking steps forward. I love that. Well, I'm I'm going to add one to that because I know you you have a, this beautiful value of serving people and. For me, raising our standards in the way we network with individuals, the people we network with, the way we serve them, the way we talk to them, the way we give them attention. Uh, I know you've always been amazing with that with me. I've, I, you know, it's always surprised me how when I needed to talk to you, you got on a call with me. It doesn't matter how busy you were. And it's something that to me is, is such a beautiful thing about a human being that I know how busy you are with a big family, with all these businesses. Millions of people reading your books, multi-million dollar businesses, but you still make time to jump on a call with me and you serve me and we talk and we bond. And, and to me, that's something I know that everyone needs to listen out there because, you know, when, when you're going through difficult times, especially, it's important to remember to still serve people in your network. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. important to remember to, you know, and to maintain those relationships. Yeah, speaking of that, so I have a bit of an emergency. I'm getting flagged. So can you stay right here and I go solve this problem and come back to you in about 10 minutes? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to have to kind of stall and talk to the audience as best as I give, can, if you could. Give, 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 them to your, give them your wisdom for one minute. Let me, let me go put out this course, fire and I will return we, as I do service. Emergencies. Yeah, give me one second. Uh, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. There I, you go. I, I speak yeah. about the men and he shows back up. That's all right, my friend. Thank you for being flexible. That was literally, talk about putting out fires. What happened? Did you just put out a fire in your house? No, no, <laughs> in business. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but no, luckily not in the house. Everybody okay and everybody safe. Everybody's safe. Good. Yeah. So, um, we've, uh, we've been talking a little bit at our audience. They've been asking me some fun things. They asked me some questions about social media. Uh, specifically how I think social media, you know, what, what effect it has on, on networking and on personal branding. And I know, Dan, that in recent months, 
you decide oh. to add a social media. Yeah. Tell us the reasons and tell us what effects it has on your life and on your business, please. So, okay. I think, gosh, should I say this, Great Gil? You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so I, I think I think social media, well, has has done lots of good for people. It, it, I I I'm I'm not a big fan um, uh, for a couple of reasons. <clears throat> and and by the way, I'm not speaking as somebody who's who's uh, sniping from the sidelines or trying to be snippy. Um, I built a Facebook community that was over a million people. Um, even now that I haven't been involved in over a year, it's 950,000 or so people still, you know, um, you know, six, 60 or 70,000 people on Twitter. And, and I kind of like bailed on Instagram before I bailed on all the social before Instagram became as big as it is right now. And, um, so, so what I've learned is, and this, this may sound crazy, but just hang with me for a couple seconds. I, I, I pulled back from all of those communities. Here's what I found in my own life. I wasn't being enriched. I wasn't being inspired. And I wasn't being, um, I, I, it wasn't taking me closer to where I want to be. Now, what everyone told me was, oh, if, if, you know, if you have lots of, you know, people in your community, then you can sell your course or people will buy your book or, any number of other things you could leverage it for business great good 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 you you go do that i don't know that i sold books off my community i probably did uh you know i for me here's what i found here's what i found and like by the way this is the little bit of that 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 stuff that we don't talk about that i just want to cut right through i found myself depressed um because you know, I had friends who would be making these very radical statements in politics or in religion or something. And I'm like, oh, well, I like that person, but now they seem like a moron. So what do I do? You know, you know, and then I would, I would, I would, you know, see the people resharing all this like sad. And I mean, even like these race riots that are going on right now, Okay, this is going to seem controversial, but I'm just—I just have to say this to because maybe it'll be helpful. Like, there's there's only enough emotional capacity you have to get to where you want to be. Think about gas in your car, gasoline in, in the tank of your car. You can't drive around the world on a single tank of gas. You need to be you need to be fueled up. You need to be fueled up, and then you're going to use that fuel to move your car closer to where you want to be. Emotionally, I found found myself my car was sputtering on the side of the road of life because I I was burning my emotional cycles trying to be a justice warrior, trying to solve other people's problems, and and it it kind of broke my spirit a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of go back to the kind of go back to the drawing board and saying, what do I want? Is is this helping me get closer to where I want to be? And it wasn't. And so I did a couple things. One, I pulled back from social media so I could just focus on being awesome Two, I canceled most of my my news apps and alerts like on my phone. Right. Um, most most of them. Um, and, and third, I, 
I kind of just said, let me test this. Let me see if I'm happier for 30 days. Let me see if I'm more fulfilled in 45 days. If I want to go back, I'll go back. I put my, by the way, when you try to close your social media accounts, every single provider says, are you sure? Do you want to just put it on pause? Do you want to come back to this later? And I said, you know, yeah, let me come back to it later. Let me give myself 30 days, 45 days. And universally, I found myself more fulfilled. I found myself emotionally uh, just happy. Now, that aligns with Dan Walshman. So I want to give this with the, the asterisk that that aligns with Dan Walshman, meaning that worked for me because I was able to use that time and that emotional bandwidth to get closer to, 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 to my goals. My goals, you know, to be a better family man, to be a better uh, father, to, 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 you know, to, to focus militantly on my goals. I just don't have time for anything else. I don't have emotional capacity for anything else than achieving my goals. And it's, in my mind, it's kind of like, a, you know that, uh, that metal dish you, you clean the lettuce or the vegetables in and you put the lettuce in and it's got little holes and you put the water in the, and then the water comes out of the holes and you clean your vegetables. I think that's kind of like my emotion and my attention is I want to be a bowl, not a sieve, not a, you know, not a sieve. I want to be a bowl. I want to hold this and I want to have this energy in my hands and use it to get me where I want to be. So uh, for me, obviously you can tell in my voice, I'm, 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 I'm very intentional about it um, and, and not angry, but I want to be clear that this journey for me, it, 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 it means something. It means something to me that I'm a good dad. It means, that, means something to me that I'm a good husband, right? It means something to me that I achieve success for my employees and now with 300 some employees, right? It's, it's meaningful that I don't make bad decisions. And so anything that gets in the way of that is the enemy whether it's me, myself becoming my own enemy, whether it's, it, and so I, I have to just, I have to be militant, right? Uh, ferociously. And I think the lesson is that most of many, I'm speaking about the audience, but I'll just speak about myself. Up until I made that decision, I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Yeah, fine, I'll do one more thing. It's another thing I stopped doing was speaking. I used to travel around the world and do speeches mm. uh, like, and I had a lot of met some amazing people. I just, I said for every, when you say no to something, it feels like you're saying no to everything, but you're really just saying no to one thing. So you can say yes to a lot of things. Right. And so for me, this was a decision. So I guess the lesson is who cares? It's Dan Walshman. I'm one dude. I'm, I'm a nobody. The reality though, is what are you doing? What's your intention? How are you using these platforms? You know, how are you involved in some of the some of the things that you're doing with with masterminding and connecting with the right people and building these relationships and becoming somebody that is worthy of having a mentor, worthy of being a part of this mastermind community, right? Because we spend a lot of time chatting of our opinions. We spend a lot of time telling people how they should think, how they should behave, and what they should do and why we're right. And, and maybe it's time for us to spend time introspectively going, hey, how do I become someone that would be really valuable to the world, would be valuable? If, if, if Gil pulled me into a mastermind circle and said, hey, we value for X, what would that X be, you know? Um, and so these, again, I know I push myself and people around me hard, but these are the thoughts that go through my head is, 
how can you call yourself committed then? How can you call yourself purposeful and intentional? And, and, and when you are knowingly, knowingly letting this thing in your life that is draining you of your power and your, and your love and your emotion. And, you know, I mean, it just, I don't know. I just, that for me was my decision to like jump off. Now, uh, you, I think, um, I, one, I don't feel like I'm missing out. I, I don't, if you feel like you are, you should probably jump back in and, and get involved. Uh, two, I'm in a weird spot in my life. I'm 41. Um, you know, when I was 25, 26, age, brother. I, we're the same age. Yeah. I know it's a good time to be alive, baby. Good time. Uh, but when I was 25 and 26, when I was truly suicidal, um, and I think I've moved beyond those points. I don't think I'll ever go back to those points. Although I, you know, you know, when you suffer with depression, you, you, you kind of, you're never out of the danger zone, you know, but I know that I just wanted to be heard. And so I, when I hear people making these radical statements and I hear people saying things, I often pause and the, the empathy knocking things over here on my desk um the there's a part of me in my soul that just kind of hurts because i imagine that that anger and that frustration and the helplessness that people feel which makes them act out and say these asinine things right make these say say these ridiculous things is not because they truly believe it what they're looking for is for someone to hear them hmm. they want to know that they're heard and so they act out. Same reason my, my kids come and sh jump and shout when I'm on a call because they want me, they want my attention. They want my time. Right. And so if, if we can use social media as a way to show love, to show that you're heard, then perhaps it's the greatest platform in the world. I love that. It, it, it sounds like for you personally, cutting social media out of your life, um, has given you more power. It's almost like it's enabled your superpowers. Yeah, yeah. What, you know, outside of building all these multi-million dollar companies and being an awesome father and being a, a super athlete, what are those superpowers Dan Walshmit has? And is there something, is, is this a superpower that we all need to learn very quickly in our lives? Well... I, I think what I think you should know your superpower. And again, this comes from a bit of introspection. Um, you know, it, it really does, you know. Um, I think one of my superpowers is to is 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 gonna seem silly, but really being honest with myself. Uh, I don't know whether other people can't or choose not to. I don't want to make that judgment. I think it's probably unfair of me, but I find some people when I really want to have a deep conversation about what really matters. Or fluttering off in the distance about ridiculousness. Oh, this person did this to me. Or to be honest, Dan, you don't know my situation. It just we 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 obfuscate. We we you know we you know we we make things more complicated. So I think that being able to really get to the heart of what where something is. What's the heart of it? And not just oh, you know, in business, sales are down. Well, why are sales down? And why is that happening? And then why is that happening? And what? And really getting to the to the deep, deep, deep core of what things are happening, I think, is a superpower. 
The other superpower is, I, I think, if I, and this is a really dumb one, but I'll share it with you, is, is a tolerance for pain or discomfort, right? It's the ability to work long hours and love most of it. It's the ability to go out and run when you haven't slept for 20 hours, 24 hours, 30 hours, go out and still run and perform and play the, you know, play the game hard, even though you feel like you, sh you have lots of reasons not to, but just to say, this is, this, is the, this is the path I'm on. And so I, I feel like if you can persist, anything is possible. There are so many stories of people, you know, well, I'll, I'll just take stats, you know, the average millionaire in the United States, and I know, you know, I don't, we're still using millionaire as this like badge of wealthy, but let's just say millionaire is 45 years old, 45, not 25, not 27, not 32, not 34, not 39, not 41. The average age is 45 to 47 years old, which means you've spent almost five decades of your life which means you've spent over 18,000 days persisting in something. It'd be crazy if we actually listed the hours, right? And, and, and for some reason, we read that and go, okay, okay, cool, cool. But I'm different. No, you're not different. <laughs> you're not smarter. You're not better. I mean, yes, of course you are. Your mom told you you're better, you're different, all that good stuff. But, <laughs> but the reality is, we assume, oh, I'm not going to have to go through the dark times. I'm not going to have to suffer. I'm not going to have to suffer that much. And so when we reach situations like this, we say, oh, oh my gosh, it's horrible. My life is over. It's ending. Instead of saying, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad, but I'm not, it's not going to kill me. It's going to be hard, but it's not going to break me. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to learn from it. And no matter how things, bad things get at the end of the day, I, I, you're going to have to kill me before I stop. When you come to life with those, that sort of like just, and again, that's not, that's, by the way, that comes from a spot of humility because I don't want to suffer. Mm. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to be in pain. I've been in those situations emotionally and physically. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want any of it. But I know that on the other side of that, is everything I desire, right? That there is no gain without pain, right? That there is no, you know, there is no triumph. And uh, there's a famous televangelist in the United States, Joel Osteen, I think he's world famous now, but he often says this from the stage, what you go through, you grow through. Nice. And I often think maybe, maybe the challenge is for a lot of us, we don't grow. We do a lot of go, we don't do a lot of grow. So we'll go through COVID. We'll get the shit kicked out of us for COVID and we won't be better. Think mm. about that. We'll be angrier, we'll be more bitter, we'll be, we'll be less risky. We'll, we'll, we'll have less lessons learned and just be angrier at the world. And that seems like a missed opportunity. That seems like a real waste of, 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 of a bad problem, right? And, and we have opportunities now, of opportunities to grow. It's been forced upon us, right? We have to evolve. And yet many of us are sitting and entrenching ourselves saying, I refuse to grow. I'm just going to get angry. And, 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 I, and I have to tell you, if you look at life as an opportunity to, to flourish 
and, and, and as a, everything is a leverage point and there's nothing you can't do. And that's not hollow words. You know, that's not hollow words. You know, when, when all of this, this was happening, I, I went to our team and by the way, this is true. This is not me making this glorious or glamorous because when all of this stuff happens four months ago, when we shut down travel, this is my first trip in four months. And uh, when we shut everything down, I told my team, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't. I, you know, if, if clients, none of our clients fired us, but all of them were like, we don't know when we can pay you. So you're not fired, but we'd love you to keep working. We just, you know, and I said, I don't know what we're going to do, but I do know that I will, I will burn this entire place down before we quit, before we give up, before we figure. And, and you know, what it was stressful for a week or two as we, as we went through options and we went through discussions and um, we furloughed, uh, we furloughed a few people for two weeks and that was it. And we figured it out. And, mm -hmm. and then we, we got, we, we, we hit the ground running and some of our best growth and our best, what's interesting is when we brought back our people from furlough, every single person got a raise, every, a raise in the middle of this crazy time. And, and look, I'm not saying, uh, look, I'm, I'm basically an idiot. I, I, I'm no one, I'm no special from anybody here. I, I don't even know why you have me on this call. Exactly. But I will say that when you come to life with this idea that um, if I'm truly honest, if I can peer within my soul, I already have the solution. I just need to move the stress and the fear and the anxiety away so I can find it. It's already within me. It's already within all of you. And then the second thing is there are things that we know won't work, right? And so one of them is giving up. The other one is like whining and complaining about shit because no, everyone else is in pain too. So you might as well just save your breath and not whine or complain. And then, and then, and third, what we know won't work is doing the same old thing. And this is, by the way, why we learn and grow. This is why we read books. This is why we say, oh, leaders are readers. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Why? That's why? Because we need to evolve and grow and become better versions of ourselves. And if that's often books it's often magazine articles it's other ways to grow it's mentoring groups it's, you know it's it's in these times it's easy to pull back on the things that we think uh we need more of like money yesterday i, I made a decision that i'm investing in a community a mastermind community that i've been looking at for a while it costs two hundred thousand dollars a year i haven't stroked the check yet $200,000 a year. And I'm leaning towards saying yes to it because I have to think while everyone else is afraid, I'm leveling up. While everyone else is freaked out and conserving, I'm saying, I'm going to invest in me, right? I'm going to build me, strengthen me, level me up so that when the opportunity for whatever comes out of this, I am so fucking prepared, dude, that like stand back world, here I come, right? And I think by the way, but you're speaking about masterminds. I must ask why, because you know, a big part of my movement in the world is masterminds. Why do you think masterminds are so important to people, especially right now? Because you're saying it's important to you. Not everyone can afford a $200,000 mastermind, but in general, why are masterminds important for people? Well, 
if you can come with humility and transparency and bring your best self, your superpowers, <clears throat> and you assume everyone else is, not just assume, but everyone else is bringing their superpowers as well. What you're left with, what you, what you have is a community of people who um, are, are, can be honest with you because they're honest with themselves, and two, have superpowers you don't have, which means now you can begin to learn their superpowers. You can get help immediately from them. And, and then beyond that, scale into, um, you know, growing yourself at a faster rate. So I, I'm giving a long answer to say, <clears throat> imagine if you had, you know, like one of those Marvel movies where, you know, Avengers, where you've got all these, you know, uh, superheroes in the same room. That's essentially, if you, you know, join the right mastermind, what you have is you have people who are all contributing, all bringing their best self and their best superpowers to this community. And so while you're building that superpower, you've got, you know, you're a phone call away from someone who already has it. Hey, how would you think about this? You know, hey, you know, that's why I asked you, Gil, I'm an introvert. I don't, I don't really go up to people and, and, and slap backs and, and introduce myself. What, how, how do I even have conversations, you know? Uh, and so I think that's the power of the, these communities. And it's the fastest way to grow. It's the fastest mm -hmm. way to grow. And I'll tell you something else. If you're not paying for a mastermind, and I'm assuming this is going out to people who will watch this later. If you're not paying for it, there's no value. So if you're watching this for free, great. I'm glad you're here. Hope you, I want you to get value. I had a wise man say to me, transformation begins with the transaction. Like, okay, that sounds like a great sales line. By the way, I'm not selling you anything, so I can just, I'm going to go off here. No, but A, it's, it's true. Like, this yeah. is something we've learned from, you know, working with Tony yeah. Robbins and all these yeah. amazing trainers. Like, people come for free. They don't take it seriously. They don't take enough value out of it. They're not fully committed. They're not committed. They're not committed. Transformation happens with the transaction. When you put your money down and say, I'm in, it's amazing. You show up to events. If you don't show up live, uh, then, then, <clears throat> then what happens is, you know, you find other things to, to put the value on, right? And so um, someone just asked the question, can it be about money? Can it be about time instead of money? Maybe that my gut sense is if I were, don't know you or your situation, but I would say, I would say, no, it can't be. It can't be. It has to be money. Because for most of us, what we value most is money. It is. It is. It, it is, especially in times like this, you know, the super, super wealthy, they're just waiting this out. It's no impact. Yeah, they lose a few hundred million. Who cares? It, life goes on. You're going to earn it back in the next, the next big, big, big thing. It's the people who, who are, you know, living paycheck to almost paycheck, month to almost month, right? I mean, like something wobbly comes and it's like you can get quickly punted out really quick. And I just observe, I just observe when I invest my money into something, I'm involved. I show up to the events, I do the homework, even if it's just to like, oh shit, I'm gonna do this. But as I just kind of go through it, I'm like, well, there's actually some good value here. I should dig into this a little bit more. And what happens is that pulls you in and pulls you in and pulls you in. And all of a sudden you leave from this experience changed. And that's why you came in the first place. You wanted to be changed, but then you're not doing the things that cause you to change. And so you don't change. And you, then you kind of go through life thinking, 
well, I'm different, nothing works for me. No, 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 no. It's not that nothing works for you, it's that you're not doing the work to cause it to work for you. Nothing works if you don't work, right? And what, so if we read James Clear's book on atomic habits, this makes sense when I talk about the transaction beginning the transformation, right? So what he says is don't tell yourself you're gonna run because that's too big of a goal. Just take your running shoes and put them by your front door. That's your first step. Just put your running shoes by your front door. Now you see your shoes and you're like, oh yeah, I should go run. That's what joining a mastermind, that's what paying the bill, that's what learning and growing does for you is you're putting micro habits in your way. It's the answer to the question you asked me 45 minutes ago about what do you do on a daily basis? And I said, all the things, right? You put those micro things in your path so that they grow. It's why, dude, I, it's why I've got bracelets on my hand. These, these are energy beads that are for happiness. It reminds me that my goal is not just to be wealthy, but to be happy. It's, 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 it's why I've got colors like yellow on my arm. It's why I've got tattoos that say, burn the ships. My, I'm surrounding myself with mementos and reminders that say persist, insist, right? And, 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 and again, people say, dude, you're too wound up. You're too intense. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But maybe that's why I'm getting to where I want to be and you're not. Mm. Sorry, right? That seems, that seems rough and tough. And I'm not better than anyone here. I'm a nobody. All I'm saying is when you have that militant focus, it's amazing how you get to where you want to be. And all the time you're spending making excuses or coming up with reasons or, or just stewing in your own, you know, dissatisfaction, it's not working. It's not working. So how do you level up, level out, pull yourself through to get to where you want to be? So I, I'm sharing, I'm, I'm just sharing, you know, Gil, thanks for opening up the platform to share this. I make a thousand and one mistakes. I, I make I make you're a bajillion of these incredible things. You're like Dan. You're you're someone. Every single conversation I have with you is ridiculously packed with golden nuggets. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say this that you know anyone who's listening to us today better rewind and listen to the whole thing again. I know I will, and I'll make some notes uh, because you. You've answered all of my questions without even asking me all of these questions, which is yeah. exciting. And you, you're really there. To, it's, it's clear that what, you, um, what you're sharing with us is truly what you stand behind and you, you stand for it. And the values that you speak of are the values that are exude from you when you speak. And, and I think that, you know, yeah, some people might think that you're a little bit over the top, but that's, that's, that's why you're there and there's somewhere else. There's no right or wrong. I completely agree with you. And, you know, your way of life and running marathons and running up mountains and not being on social media, working 15 hours a day, that's not for everyone. And they have their own life and their own values. And as long as they're happy, good for them. I personally completely vote for your way. Um, I'm still not running that much, but I got a trainer kicking my ass five days a week. Here That's at awesome. Putting my body through a whole transformational position is something I heard from Tony Robbins. If you want to go through transformation in your life, start with transforming your body in and out. Yeah. It will yeah. help you go through the transformation yeah. outwards. And it's really helping me out because it is, 
it is a challenging time in the world because so many new opportunities are presenting themselves and you got to pick the right ones, you know, and, and you got to persevere. You can't give up. You got to yeah. keep learning and I keep on growing. And yeah. I, I so much appreciate everything you've done with us today. Um, I, yeah, no, I I'll, say, I'll say this. Say, sure. can, can I say one more thing? Because I, I had a thought, I had a thought. You know, you're saying like, you know, there will be a time, there's a time for all of us where you truly want to achieve something. You know, people say, oh, you're too intense, you're too wound up. And I say to them, no, you just haven't. So there's a moment in time when you really want something, you really want to achieve it. And this is, this is where you go back and watch this. And this is the blueprint. If, you, if life is great and you're fine and you're like, I don't need to grow and I'm, I'm good, I'm good, fine, fine. That's fine. Be there. But there will be a time when you want more, when you need more and you're desperate for it. Right. You know, kids get in trouble, go through a divorce, you go through money issues or you go through off to something and you're, you're like, I need more. I need it now. What do I do? Um, and and this, this is the blueprint. This is this is the intensity. This is the urgency. This is this is how you get to where you want to be. And it happens for all of us. And, um, you know, if you're in a season of celebration, if you're in a season of, of rest, fantastic. Celebrate that. Celebrate that. Get ready. Be ready uh, for, for the times when you're not. And this is that blueprint, right? Um, because I, I remember I would share, I would share sometimes uh, stories with people and, and, and they would say, well, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not into that. I'd be like, so, that's awesome. There will be a time when you are. Right. And when you when you do remember this, come back to this. That's when you go and read my book. Right. That's when you go back and find those roots and say, OK, now I know. Now I know how to be when I really care about getting to where uh, I want to be. Dan, Dan, we, we love you so much. We're going to say uh, goodbye to our friends on Facebook, but our friends that are currently with us on Zoom have a few personal questions for you. So, Dan, you stay with us for a few more minutes. Everyone who's listening, this is Dan Walshman in the house, one of the most incredible business strategists I've ever met in my life. And I've met a few incredible people. Please, wherever you are in the world, whatever language you speak, check out his book, Edgy. It will definitely get you going. It's a simple book. It's a small book. You can read it on a train. You can read it on a plane. You can read it in the bathroom. Just read it and get it into your body. I know it, you can find it everywhere. And if you're ever building that sort of a big business that needs transformation to it and needs massive mergers, it needs to get to the next level and you're looking for that right company to work with, highly, highly recommend you look at Dan's companies because they're really making a big difference in the world. I look forward one day that my company needs their services. Until that day, I'm really lucky and grateful that I have you in my life, Dan. So thank you once again.